on Halftime, the world game with Carlos Alberto Diego from Fortiegos.com. For Village Cinemas, Ronaldo World Premiere, screening at Village Cinemas Monday, November 9. All we ever want him to do is satisfy us, and all he ever does is achieve that every week on the program. Carlos Alberto Diego, good afternoon to you. How are they, half? Going Good well. to be here. Going well. Sun's out. Beautiful day. Guns out for you. You've got the guns out too. It's <laughs> uh, a gun show. Bang, no, bang. They're a bit chubby, the guns. No, they're a yeah? good nick. Yeah, no. Very good They're nick, not shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> they're more... You know, little pop little, guns? Yeah, little pop guns, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see the guns out. Yeah. Plenty going on, Carlos. Plenty going on, uh, but my, uh, my right now, I think uh, depending on... Our, our VCU teachers will be able to tell us about this. There's an English exam going on now. Oh, right now? Right now, or pretty close. If it's not now, it'd be this afternoon. It's been a while since I, uh, you know, uh, sort of had a look at the timetable for VCU exams. But I know today is the English exam, I believe. Is it? And one kitty that I'm thinking of right now Who are you thinking is, of? Uh, is what, a Hume player. His name's uh, Matt Hennessy, who right now, or very, very soon, if it's not right now, is sitting the English exam. And during the English exam, he's, he's actually forgetting about the essays he's got to write mm. and all the other, you know, poetry and everything he's got to write. He's actually scribbling on the... Poetry. The poetry oh, well, I don't know what they do. Yeah, <laughs> English, English teachers can ring up and tell us. But uh, on the back of the exam, because he's not reading anything in the exam, he's actually doing the four four two formation and uh, what's going to happen tonight because right. he's actually playing for Hume tonight. Work out who he's guarding. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what his priorities today. The game against Victory tonight, Matt Hennessy, or the English exam today. So I would hope, <laughs> I would hope that it's the English exam. <laughs> Although, yes. I did hear on the weekend that they that they may not be keeping English as a compulsory subject through your VCE. Years. Really, that's what I heard on the weekend. I was flabbergasted, yeah, as Robert yeah. would say, <laughs> um, about that. But uh, yeah. oh, I think it's very important to have that correct. Yeah, look, let's hope that he can segment the priorities. And today, right now, and or very soon, whenever it's on, uh, he. Uh, He's been able to sit down and put all his efforts in that, then walk away, happy with that performance, and then switch on for tonight. But uh, that's what the uh, part-timers from Hume have got to do. I've only picked one out there. Matt Hennessy, by the way, happens to be the grandchild of um, Terry Hennessy, who was a coach here in uh, in the state leagues. Uh, and I believe, actually, he was a coach that I had back uh, in, the, in the 80s myself. But he's a Wales international and his son, Dean Hennessy, is also the technical director and a very good footballer in his own right. Uh, so his son's doing the English exam and playing for Hume tonight too. So the, the team's littered with these stories of, uh, of part-timers trying to make a living, trying to forge an education and find, trying to forge a career outside football while still coming up against uh, you know probably the best side going around at the moment in Melbourne victory. Well, a good news for you and for our mate, um, Matty, Matty Hennessy, is it started at 9am, the English exam today. All it's done. all over. All done. 12.15, three and a quarter hour. I forget, I I forget that they went for that long. <laughs> it's a bloody long time. It's 90 minutes plus extra, 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 extra time. Extra, extra, so two 90 minutes. He's playing <laughs> back-to-back right. games. playing a head-to-head game. Yeah. He'll be knackered by tonight. I know. <laughs> no. I'm not expecting too much from Matty tonight. No, he won't be reading anything off the whiteboard. Uh, Lewis Seski, the the coach of Hume, he won't, give him any instructions. At all that's written, he won't be 
you know, just at all, you know, looking at that. He's into drawing and diagrams. Exactly now. right. So keep uh, it visual for yeah. it today. So it's a it's a big night for the boys. We were talking last week. We almost devoted the whole show to guest players last week. They didn't get anyone. No, I know. No one night only. Now, for why the, was that? Was that uh, too at, hard basket well, they, from the FFA's point of view? Or they we just weren't able to settle the financial requirements of some of these. Well, legends. there was a suggestion that it may have been just a big publicity stunt, but we're assured by Hume that uh, that they did have a red hot go to, to getting David Trezeguet or. Uh, I think Ronald Dinio at one stage, and yep. they, they threw a couple of names around. But their big stumbling block apparently was uh, the fact that they are by the one of the uh, edicts by the FFV is that they can only have two visa players or two imports. Oh, but you think seriously, you think that that was the only reason, really? Oh, Just wave it for this game. You, know, hell. you want to grow the game or not? Absolutely. But look, that's if look, it might be convenient for the club to blame the FFV on this one, but I, I, I don't know whether it's true, but if it is true, surely we could have relaxed that rule, but uh, it didn't happen, so they're going to go with the with the boys uh, that, that that got them there in the first place, which I, I think there's, you know, the chance of the young, uh, you know, uh, hard-running uh, guys with nothing to lose, uh, a team from the MPL in Victoria up against the, the juggernaut that is Melbourne Victory. I don't cop there's nothing to lose business. It's I've got a very, very different viewpoint of this. Of course, you've got something to lose. You've got a chance to be in the FFA Cup final. Yep. You've got everything to lose. You've got everything to win. But you could, you know, you've got everything nothing to lose. To lose. Uh, yeah. Of course you've got to lose. Yeah. Uh, well, I, okay. I don't buy that crap. It's, no, I don't but buy. But they, they can play freely. They can play. play I mean, victory. If anyone, if anyone's going to get, yeah, anyone's going to get tightened up, it'll be victory boys. Because Hume can go out there and play free, liberated uh, football, and just you know, with with gay abandon, just go and run at the victory guys. Yep. Let's hope that they can plug up the back line because uh, victory have got really the the thing about victory out of all the A League clubs, they've got. Got some prongs? Uh, yeah, prolific prongs. Prolific prongage. Potent, prolific prongs. And on their day, very precocious too. Yeah, precocious, yes. prolific prongs. So they, they score many, many pong, goals and they and it can, it can come from anywhere. And that's where the problem that Hume has because it's not like uh, they've got a, you know, stymie one one forward or, or maybe two. They've, you know, they're, they're coming from everywhere with victory and that's what makes it really, really difficult for a side like Hume. So Hume have potential problems with a potent, <laughs> prodigious, prolific prong attack. Absolutely. That's a concern for them. Mm. That's a concern. That yeah. is, that's going to be the challenge, isn't it? Now, they mm. could probably control the ball through the park at, to some level yeah. to compete with the victory, but the, the quality and the finishing skills, I imagine, would be slightly different uh, from their, their list point of view yeah. as compared to the Melbourne victory. And everything's against them in that they're out of season two. They haven't played a competitive game uh, other than the FFA Cup games. Uh, really, for a couple of months, so they've only had some practice matches. Yep. So, and victory, uh, uh, you know, almost in that phase where they're hardening up because they've had, you know, four games already in the A League, or I think round four is coming up. So they've had three games, and what doesn't help is the fact that victory lost disappointingly to Newcastle on Friday. So there's some boys who need to, uh, you know, they need to redeem themselves in in Kevin Musket's eyes too. So they're they're going to be. Snorting fire, the victory boys, and uh, snorting anything. Yes, it's true though. Let them breathe it. Breathing fire. Don't snort it. No, no, not snorting anything. Don't snort but anything. Look, you never know in football. Uh, in every other sport, really, the best team who's primed up. If you're on paper, victory would win in every other sport. But in football, world football, anything can happen. We've seen it time and time again. And this Hume mob are very spirited, and they play for each other. You don't get to the semi-final in FFA Cup if you're not a team that's really closely bonded and wants to do it for each other. So cannot wait for this game tonight. Now, Lewis Asevsky, Asevsky or Achevsky? Asevsky. Asevsky, yeah. the coach of, of Hume City. He was a victory player for a short 
period over yeah. today. Absolutely, yeah. Goalkeeper uh, replacement, uh, injury replacement yeah, goalkeeper. Uh, very short time uh, under Ernie Merrick. But the other one is uh, Peter Frenich too. Uh, yeah. He's a pillar in defence for uh, pillar. a pillar in defence for uh, Hume. And he was uh, he played 30-odd times for victory a few years ago too. So there's a, there's a couple of really lovely stories in the, in the Hume team. Uh, Theo uh, Markellis, uh, you know, your favourite. My man. Yeah, the, the uh, goal-scoring machine, uh, we call it. Goal when, machine. When, when he's tuned in and, and ready to go, he's, he's a terrific player. And uh, he did a lot to get him to where they are now. He used yep. to be a victory player too. I think he played five times for victory a few years ago. And he even said that uh, in the papers, he, he said that even if he gets booed, uh, he doesn't care because he loves victory. He still loves them, even though he hasn't played for him for a while. He loves the club. He cares for the club. Uh, but let's hope so that's a win-win for him tonight. Yeah, let's hope that <laughs> he doesn't care enough to not score against him. And the other really great story, and I'm not sure whether this young boy will be playing in the uh, in the starting eleven, but Joshua Markowski. Uh, John Markowski, if you remember John Markowski, a, a great, oh, uh, great NSL player for many, many clubs. He's a bit of a journeyman, but he played for Socceroos. One of the most outrageously talented players I've ever seen in this country. Really? Um, yeah, but never really went on to fulfill his potential, but uh, his, his enormous potential. But he was up there in potentially as a Viduka. But he, he just never, ever fulfilled it. But we saw it, the sublime skills over his whole uh, career. Well, he's young... Boy, Joshua Markowski's in the squad there at Hume. So I'm not sure he's going to get a run, but love to see. I haven't seen Joshua play yet, but I, I reckon if he's got the silky skills of his dad, he'll be a bit of a danger man at some stage. What sort of crowd are you expecting tonight? It was moved from uh, the home of Hume City out to, to Amy Park tonight to, yeah. to cater for possibly a bigger crowd, a more... A fan-friendly environment for big numbers. Yeah, they're so talking fifteen thousand. They're talking fifteen thousand. Really? So, I mean, that, I've, I've read that and heard that from a number of different people. So, you'd think there'd be a, a number of tickets sold for them to be able to anticipate that yeah. many people coming in. It's a beautiful night, so you well, might get helps. a lot of yeah, you might get a lot of walk-ups too. Um, you know, there, there has been an argument that, that the romance of the FA, FA Cup... Hang on, you've got to say that with this. Hush, yeah, hush the, romance, the romance. The romance of the FA Cup uh, has gone out the window because they're not playing it at the uh, at Hume's ground that holds 4,000 people. Garbage. Yeah, I, I think you just, you know, Hume's making an, some nice corn out of this. Uh, they don't have to pay a, a guest player a ridiculous amount of money to come and play for them, so that's in their pocket too. The, the final talk, time you want to be moving to the big venues. Well, you know, but I mean, if you could, if it if the difference was only a couple of thousand people, you could say, okay, let's go home ground advantage. Um, you know, the, the heaving throng there at, at Hume's ground would be fantastic. It would be intimidating for Melbourne Victory. You know, different pitch, different standard lighting, all that sort of stuff would be, you know, to Hume's advantage. But the difference is, you know. Eleven or twelve thousand people, yeah. you know, from one ground to the other, and there are some people arguing about the fact that they should still have it at that. And yes, the romance, the romance is yeah, let's have it. But the practicalities, I mean, this this will pay Hume's player wages for a year. The money they'll make from this, yeah. So that's pretty. You know, I, I don't think that you'll hear too many complaints by the club. I have no doubt that the players of Hume City would be pumped to be playing at Amy Park yeah. tonight. Excited as, any, as anything to be there against whoever it was. It just happens to be Melbourne Victory. This is a great opportunity for them. The romance, schmomance, from my, my point yep. of view, in that, that regard. But it's a great chance for them. And, and whilst they do not have they do have something to lose, they will be able to play with a free spirit. And who knows what that will mean, although they, they are paying sort of 20 bucks to win this game, which is <laughs> significantly long odds, they tell me, in the world game, Carlos. It, 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 I'd take those odds. If you're a Hume supporter, take them because it is well, world football. Well. It is world football. Mm. 
and anything happens. You park the bus <laughs> well enough, and you have the odd little adventurous prong. Run. If you have an adventurous prong in your side, I and they're, they're full of young guys who can run. Uh, Theo Markellis has got a little bit of a bit of motivation to you know pay back here. Peter Frenich is another one. I mean, there's a there's a few players here and and people on the coaching staff that would love to um, you know. Uh, make sure they uh, stop victory from going further and maybe giving themselves a chance, you know, a lifetime chance to play in, in a major cup final that being, uh, against Perth next year, that, next week. That being said, Carlos, who wins? Oh, victory will win. Right, okay. Just, <laughs> just I'll win comfortably too. But Amy Park, 7.30 tonight. Pop in and say hello if you've got nothing to do. As Carlos said, a beautiful night. There is some shield cricket going on at that time too across the, uh, across the road of the MCG, but there might be a little double act for the sports fans of Melbourne. Shield cricket and then... Over to Amy Park, see some FFA Cup semi-final action. We'll see what happens. We have got a double pass to Cristiano Ronaldo. World premiere, Village Cinemas, Monday, November 9. Do our best call through the hour as well. So get on the line and have your say. 9429-1116 with 26 past one on Carlos Alberto. Diego has joined us from the Four Diego's. They'll be live on 1116 SCN after the game tonight at 11 o'clock. Plus after the games on Friday and Monday nights as well. For the final whistle every Wednesday, is Carlos? Uh, uh, Friday, Friday night's the final whistle. Final whistle. And Monday night after post uh, A League games. Post A League games, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. And normal Wednesday nights? Normal Wednesday night, yeah, oh. but we'll be on air after the game tonight. Perfect. Sounds like a hell of an idea. 9.49, Plenty to talk about with Carlos. And as I mentioned before the break, a double pass to the Cristiano Ronaldo World Premiere. November 9, thanks to Village Cinemas, uh, coming your way if you're good enough. Travis in Airport West wants to talk about your man, John Markovsky. G'day, Trav. Yeah, hi there, Huff and Carlos. How are you, mate? Uh, look, I used to follow Preston Macedonia back in the NSL days. Uh, I lived in Preston. I wasn't a Macedonian or anything, but I used to go uh, go watch them at, when they used to play at Reservoir um, in the last few seasons of the NSL seasons. I used to love watching John Markovsky. He, he was a big brute of a man and very entertaining, but I, I do remember... A, a game in the last couple of seasons there where he got sent off, um, I think, for a couple of really quick yellow cards. And uh, about five, ten minutes later, you know, I was standing in the, behind the goals with all the other supporters, and, and there he is standing with us. <laughs> and he's, you know, abusing the ref and kind of, you know, hanging it on the, on the players out there. But he's just such a, such a likeable guy. But, you know, he, he thought, I'm not on the field. I'm going to still kind of, uh, you know, contribute off it. Yeah, he's, he's certainly a bit of a larrikin too. And, uh, look... He was just one of those guys, I think, who, who, and you know, I sort of had had long chats to Jonesy about these sort of things. But uh, uh, I don't know in, when he was coming through. It was almost that that time when a few Aussies went over there and they did it hard overseas and made a a, a good career. But there was only a handful, so maybe it wasn't really something that was realistic for him. But if he certainly was coming through now, he'd be overseas already. He'd be playing in a big league somewhere and actually being a really, really good to great player over there. That's how talented he was. Good to great. Yeah, that's that's what I believe. Look, I still remember Mark Viduka's uh, debut for Melbourne Knights uh, at uh, Summer Street. Uh, And I still remember the 15-year-old kid coming on and and the way he played that day. And you just knew straight away. Everyone in the crowd knew how great he was going to be. And I remember seeing John Markowski's debut for Sunshine George Cross at... uh, uh, Chaplain Reserve in Sunshine, and uh, and I, I still had the same feeling about how good this this guy could be. True. So um, yeah, and, and they were two magnificent talents that were born in the in the suburbs of Melbourne. Uh, Trav, stay on the line, mate. Uh, getting involved early doors, you get rewarded here on halftime. You are going to the moving documentary Ronaldo World Premiere Village Cinemas Monday, November 9th, Monday week. 
exclusive look into the life of one of the most celebrated figures in football, the great Cristiano Ronaldo. Carlos, tell me about the situation from your point of view with the Wellington Phoenix. I had a chat to Kent Johns about it earlier this afternoon, and he's a Phoenix man. He goes to the games. He really quite likes it. Uh, but he was a pretty pretty pragmatic about the situation. They're not helping themselves. They haven't been helping themselves over the journey. What do you know about what's going on with their licence issue? Well, the licence issue is that they apply for a ten-year, a guaranteed 10-year extension to their licence once it's up at the end of the year, and uh, they put that proposal into the FFA, and the FFA have knocked that back. So their option now is, once the licence expires into the year, is that they can actually put in for a, a four-year extension to their licence, but there's no guarantees beyond that. Uh, and to, to get that approved, it not only has to be approved by the FFA, but also New Zealand Football, uh, the AFC, the OFC, the Oceania Football Confederation, and also FIFA. So there's a lot of parties. So there's no guarantees they're going to get that accepted too because they're a club that's actually quite unique in world football. They're, 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 they're set up in another country and they're playing in another country's league. It's not something that... It's not normal? It's not normal. Uh, there are some exemptions. I mean, Cardiff in, in, uh, and Swansea... In, uh, in the UK, uh, it's all in Britain, but they're yeah. in Wales and they're playing in the English Premier League, for example. So, um, so it, it, they need special approval for that. Uh, but the FFA appear, especially with all the noise in the media, so they must have briefed the media at, at some stage, uh, that they are going off Wellington and they're looking to maybe replace Wellington with a, with a team. Everyone's talking about this team coming out of South Sydney. Now, for me, uh, when, when asked about is that fair and is that just that they just remove a, a team that is a solid team, they pay their bills, they, they've actually, uh, you know, they've evolved into a side that's a, a good side on the field, they're competitive, uh, they've got some good players playing for them, uh, but they offer very little by way of, uh, you know, any commercial aspects of the game, that, uh, you know, the growing of the game aspect of in, in Australian football, uh, the TV attendances, the, the attendances of games, they're doing player pathways, all those sort of things, they offer very little in that respect. But if you get rid of them now, it's unfair and unjust. I believe that, that that's, a, that's a good argument. But do we keep Wellington Phoenix? For those people who support keeping Wellington Phoenix, the question I ask them, and it's a question I'm not certain what the answer is, but the question I ask them is, do you keep Wellington Phoenix at the expense of having another team in the A-League from Australia that could be another West Sydney Wanderers? From all the reports, all the evidence... That, that I'm reading and I'm hearing that South Sydney has the most registered players uh, in football in Australia. And, uh, Australian football is the biggest participation sport in the country. Yep. And that area there, that, that, uh, that area, that region, uh, South Sydney apparently holds the most registration. It's a hotspot. It, it's another hotspot. They talk about West Sydney, West Sydney being a hotspot, and it's been proven that that's correct. They're saying South Sydney is the same thing. Now, I don't know Sydney all that well. Those people from New South Wales will be able to tell me whether that's true or not. But if we keep Wellington Phoenix at the expense of bringing in a, a team that could be another West Sydney Wanderers, surely that can't be good for the growth of our game. Well, I think that's in, in the long term, Carlos, it's a short-term decision, I think, but for the long term, it's got to be the goal. What is going to grow the game more? If there are only going to be 10 licences issued, which it seems to be at this stage, that's what they want, the FFA, and maybe that's what's manageable. Uh, if you've got one of those in a market that is not contributing as it should or you would like it to be, then perhaps this little shot across the bow either gets them gets them up and about quick smart or you say to them, well, you just haven't been pulling your weight. We've got a great opportunity to really grow the game on our home soil and we're going to take that chance if, in fact, what you're saying... Oh, I don't doubt what you're yeah. saying, but I don't, I don't know those numbers. But if that's right, then you'd have to seriously look at that. 
The, the way this has come about half two, it's almost been a story in the last week that's come out of nowhere. Uh, it, it, I, I, I heard little rumblings over the last couple of months, but nothing as strong as the last couple of weeks. With the FFA desperate to get their game on free-to-air TV, and I'm going to talk about SBS or ABC on 9, 7 or 10, yep. I've got a feeling that they've been told that if you're going to be on Channel 9 or Channel 7 or Channel 10, we can't possibly... Uh, you know, broadcast or telecast, tele, televised games that involve Wellington Phoenix. You need to get another West Sydney Wanderers. You need to get another team that really attracts huge, huge interest, mm. uh, not only in their regions, but across uh, into mainstream. And I reckon the pressures come from getting that TV deal. They've seen that there's a weakness here in the competition and they want to address it straight away. And for me, you know, will we miss Wellington Phoenix? I think in time we probably wouldn't. But is it fair to get rid of them, given that they're a solid club and they've probably done what they've been asked of? Uh, yeah, it probably isn't fair. But are we keeping him in? Uh, is, is the argument to keep him in at the expense of a team that could be another West Sydney Wanderers? Uh, you know, I can't justify you know, keeping him in on that basis. All right, it's interesting. We'll take your calls through after the break if you like, 25 to 2. Also, after the break, we're going to catch up with David Williams from Melbourne City, Carlos. We're going to spend some time with him with 13 home matches remaining, including two massive derbies. The season has just started for Melbourne City fans. Memberships starting at only 58 bucks for under-15s and 240 for adults for all A-League and W-League home matches and plenty of exclusive member benefits. You can go straight to the website, membership.melbournecityfc.com. Dot .au and the star from City David Williams to join us after this. 21 to 2 Carlos Alberto Diego is with us. Uh, shortly we'll catch up with David Williams from Melbourne City because uh, he is a very very promising player. Now he's been around for a while. Yeah. A, was he at North Queensland Fury for He was, yes. Yeah. He'd been at Sydney, North Queensland. He's, he's been half time zone for a while now. I remember yeah. chatting to him a long time ago. Mm. We're at Fed Square with Richo. And uh, we spoke to him that week, and then he went and scored a double. Yeah. And he became halftime zone <laughs> because we set him up for greatness. Uh, and now he's, I think he's a leading scorer for City as well. Yeah, he's up there. He's played long most, enough there. Yeah. Most yeah. goals scored at City. So he's got a, mm. a fair resume. He's not part, though, of Ange Postacoglu's squad for the Socceroos, Carlos. That's right. Yes. Uh, a few changes. Uh, of course, we've got the games against Kyrgyzstan and also Bangladesh, hopefully, because uh, obviously there's problems over there in Dakar. Uh, the terrorism uh, events in the last week or so, uh, last couple of, you know, well, I think there's been a few incidences in the last couple of months. So it's made it a really dangerous place to go. But uh, we can have a chat about that, um, you know, after we speak to Dave, I suppose. Well, we can talk about it with him if you like as well. David Williams from Melbourne City joins us. G'day, Dave. Hello, how are you going, guys? Good, buddy. Thanks for your time this afternoon. It's been a, yeah, been a pretty positive start for you, boys. How have you seen it? Yeah, it's not too bad. Like uh, one of each, a draw, win, and a loss, and um, you know it's it, it's an okay setup for um, the start of the season. So boys are confident after the game on um, Sunday, and yeah, we're just preparing as well as we can for Friday night's game. Uh, David's Carlos, uh, you obviously had your injury problems over the preseason, but you came on on the weekend and uh, supplied the beautiful cross. I think uh, was it Moy to you, and then you to Fornarelli, and a beautiful finish uh, uh, to get uh, one of the goals of the game. Uh, that's got to give you a lot of confidence. And, and how are you? How are, is your injury issues at the moment? Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Um, and that um, yeah the order you put that in I think is right so <laughs> just to clarify um no it's um yeah I feel I feel good um it's just been hard because there's been no 
uh, pre-season games uh, for for me to really play in. I, I was, you know, um, just keeping it um, as best as I can to to get my body up to the, you know, where it needs to be to play A-League matches. But there was no A-League games to actually um, play for, uh, sorry, pre-season games to, to play and, and get fit. So, you know, it's a couple of minutes here and there on, on, on different games. And once I get up to uh, my full fitness, it might still take a, another couple of weeks, but at least I can contribute in um, some different ways here and there. We, uh, we heard a couple of names there, Carlos mentioned, Dave, uh, Aaron Moy and, and Bruno Fornaroli, who's come in and made a significant impact uh, very, very quickly at Melbourne City. It must be nice when you know you've got that quality uh, a little bit further up the field and around you. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, we've, we've had um, some very good quality in the past and, and, and some good players, but um, it just makes it, um, uh, you know, easier this time in terms of players gelling together um, and... You know, it's the combination and, and everyone getting to know each other throughout the preseason. And, and Bruno's had a pretty good preseason himself. And and uh, Moise, he's he's a class player, so uh, he just puts uh, everything on a plate for um, for the players when he uh, makes assists. So it does make it easier. But um, it's yeah, we've we've gelled quite well throughout the preseason and um, taking that and seeing signs of that going through um, into the season already. And Dave, I think the the options now that uh, John Van Skipper's got as far as uh, turning over the the team if he needs to, of course, there have been some moments uh, uh, in the first three games where he hasn't been happy, so he's brought the kids on. I mean, I've loved the performance of Eretre and uh, Kudmanovsky, Mork, Zini, um, uh, Wade Decker when he came on and scored for Sydney. I mean, there you've got some genuine depth, and it's these kids have come from the youth team that uh, probably give you an extra... You know, yard uh, on the on the ground at different times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The the, the young boys have, have done well. There's a group who have been exposed to um, to first team football and, and training with first team for for a long time as well. And there's some that haven't um, so for so long. So it's um, it's good to have them integrated from the youth system into um, into the senior squad. And um, they're, they're they're pulling their weight. They're doing well and. Um, you know they'll they'll see more of it. I'm sure this season um, there is some good depth there, and um, you know early on um, plays you know work off excitement, especially the you know younger ones getting their debuts and things like that. But um, it, 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 about every player, it's about consistency and, and doing it week in week out. It's not always going to happen like that, and um, uh, you know it's just about just growing as a player. And um, I think they're at a, a great club to uh, to do that. Now, Dave, the, the the latest news in the last 24 hours or so is that Luke Bratton has joined Manchester City. Of course, Manchester City are your brother club. Uh, I'll call them brothers rather than sister club. Now, you know, you've got the, the likes of Aaron Moy, uh, who I believe, if he hasn't gone already, the, the plan is to have him over there training with them at some stage just to get his own experience up. I mean, if you perform well this season too, I mean, suddenly you're under the radar of Manchester City. That's got to be pretty exciting. Yeah, it's it's always good to have, have that... Um set up there but it, I, I personally think it shouldn't be in the back of your mind you just need to do what um, you, you know your job's required um, here in Australia in the A-League and, and hopefully um, by doing that then that gets noticed but you shouldn't go out thinking uh, that's you know my number one goal I, I think uh, sometimes things are put too far um, ahead of us in terms of um, individual goal setting and whatnot and there, there has to be reachable goals to get them and then you can reassess and um but it, it's awesome having yeah manchester city um 
uh, you know, interacting with the club in the past and, and knowing who they are and what they can do. And it's, it is, um, uh, you know, a confidence building thing when um, the club talks about us doing the same things as them. So um, definitely it's a good experience. And um, if other boys can, you know, be on the radar like Luke Bratton got on it, then that'll be brilliant. And um, it's just only going to make the players better. And if, if they don't move anywhere and they stay at the club, then I'm, you know, it's going to be better for Melbourne City. Because Manchester City and the City Group are people that uh, almost demand success, do you feel that pressure as, as a playing group to, to achieve some silverware in the A-League, considering um, the investment they've made? Yeah, a little bit, but we kind of compare that to ourselves from last season as well. Yep. Um, I don't think the expectation to to be in the semi-finals was there. It was more a finals position, um, but we made the semi, so now that's the you know that's the line that we can't go below this year in terms of what we set for ourselves. Um, and the next step from the semi-finals is making the final, and um, any team can win this this league it's um you know you see newcastle um beat victory and um i wasn't convinced with victory's performance um they're a good side but newcastle actually played some good football had a lot of chances so any team can beat anyone at any given time so if you're making the semi-finals then you've got a very very good chance of um um winning the grand final well, I hope you're paying attention to that game because you've got Newcastle this Friday night at Amy Park. Yeah, I watched it. So, <laughs> so you reckon you got the measure? Uh, I, I think so. We're, we're at Amy Park. We're, we're quite confident um, playing there. Um, we should be confident playing away as well, not just just there. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a Friday night. It's um, it's going to be a big occasion for us trying to back up um, another win, and, and they are as well. But, it's you know, it's going to be a, a quick pitch. It's, it's going to be... Um, you know, a, a battle. Um, their their coach has been pretty impressive the last couple of weeks. What he's done with the team, and um, they're very, very well organised at the back. So, um, if we can have some individual brilliance, like um, you know, with Moisey and, and and players like that, then um, it's going to be a game where it, it will eventually open up if it's uh, zero zero. But um, we'll go for the win, that's for sure. Well, Dave, we've, we've done our forward scouting for you, and uh, their full-backs are a bit slow, mate. So just uh, just turn on the burners when you when you get one-on-one with them, and you should be right. No, nah, it'll be good. It's uh, Yeah, and, and that comes down to decision-making, I guess. We, we get ourselves in um, some great positions. We've just got to uh, make the right decisions of if it's a cutback or if it's a regular cross in front of goal, whatnot, and I think we'll, um, we can outsmart them, and we have the quality too. So, um, yeah, it'll be a tough match, and I'm looking forward to it. Oh, you've been very entertaining to watch so far this campaign, Melbourne City, Friday night against Newcastle. Amy Park, get there if you can, and get around our man, David Williams. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me, guys. David Williams from Melbourne City, 13 home matches remaining, including two massive derbies. Season's just starting for City fans. Membership starting only 58 bucks for under 15, and 240 for adults. For all A-League and W-League home matches, and plenty of exclusive member benefits. Go to membership.melbournecityfc.com.au. Carlos, we touched on the Socceroo squad for uh, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan and uh, Bangladesh in November and both those games. Canberra 12th of November and then November 17th in Dhaka, depending on what mm. happens. Three changes to yeah. the squad. Uh, Perth Glory's Josh Risden comes mm. in out of nowhere. Oh, well, I, nowhere, I, no, Ange, Ange was Ange had brought him into a preliminary 70-man squad before the Asian Cup. Remember that? 70-man oh, fi- squad. Oh, look, I'm taking it. It was 50 or 60. 150-man yeah, squad. Yeah. But he, that's and he was one of the first cut. But he, but that was a message to Josh that we're looking at you. And I've got to say, I think he's played his best game for Perth against uh, City in the FFA Cup 
last weekend. Game. Yeah, in the semi-final oh, last week. Last week. Yep. Uh, yep. I thought he was brilliant in that game. And, uh, and it actually went head-to-head at different times with Aaron Moy. And, I, and he sort of wasn't embarrassed by that either. I, I think he's become a really aggressive, hard-running. And, you know, I thought he was a bit short of skill, but he's actually got good skill on him too. He's a, he's a player who's a, probably in the mould of a full-back that Ange likes. That guy that gets forward and is very aggressive. So. Well, he comes in with Miller Yednak and Matt Ryan back into the squad for uh, Tarek Alrich, Eugene Glukovic, and and Luke Bratton. Yeah, the, the billionaire. The billionaire Luke, Luke Bratton, <laughs> who got the deal with Man City. He's got been loaned out to Bolton. Yeah, uh, loaned out, yeah Bolton's on the bottom of the championship. So um, that's, Ooh, that's an interesting choice. That's a crap time. That's an interesting choice, but... Uh, look, they wouldn't have been putting him into a situation where you know he won't be able to play. But it's a great opportunity. For yeah, him. Absolutely. Was was he? My my question to you uh, to follow that up is: was was he that guy that was next in line to be looked at from one of these big clubs? <laughs> no, where, not really. I mean, everyone's from? everyone's loved Luke Bratton uh, ever since Ange had him. Even as a, as a young guy coming in and out of the uh, Brisbane Raw side, he was known as the best passer of the football in that Brisbane Raw side. Yep. And uh, so we've always looked at, and the, and the word is. When they when he played Melbourne City, Brian Marwood and, and the Man, and City Group uh, representatives that were here, you know, assisting Melbourne City, they watched the Melbourne City versus Brisbane game. One in particular, and they said, "Who the hell is that player? We need to sign this player." And this is uh, this is how uh, excited they were about him. So when he became a free uh, agent at the end of the, you know, I think he, there was a breach of contract with uh, with Brisbane Raw. They they jumped at this because he's a free agent, came for free, and they knew even if he didn't make the Man City first team, which is a long shot, yeah. they got him for free. They'll be able to sell him to someone with a transfer fee after one or two years because that's how good he is. So um, I think they've got high hopes for him. Uh, at very least, as an investment, they can sell on to someone else and make their million or two from that. Okay. Jeff Sinus, Keel, good day, Jeff. Good afternoon, gents. Um, with the Wellington Phoenix thing... Um I think the next team that will come out into the A-League will be from Melbourne. Um, I've got some very strong uh, very strong mail that, uh, that that's already well advanced, uh, a consortium that in the eastern suburbs are ready to, um, to put forward a, uh, a proposal to the A-League to, uh, to enter the competition pretty soon. Yeah, Jeff, uh, I heard that um, a person who was deeply involved in a club when the A-League first started is involved with that. So, uh, yeah, that's been going for a while, but uh, all, the, all the noise is coming out of South Sydney. Thank you, Jeff, for your call. We'll see what it means for Wellington and therefore uh, possibly another team in Melbourne or Sydney, as you're right to say, Carl.